Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of the Bat Flip Crazy podcast. I'm your host, Toby. Today we're going to be looking at struggling Cubs pitcher Kyle Hendricks. We'll delve into a few players quickly that were brought up on Twitter, Zach Godley, George Springer, and Kyle Gibson. And then I'll take a look at plate discipline skills. I share a lot of things like O swing percentage, contact percentage, swinging strike rate, things of that nature on the podcast. And somebody asked on Twitter if I could go into uh, a little bit more detail about what those are, what they mean, and how you can use them uh, in fantasy baseball analysis. Hope you find uh, the episode helpful. You can reach me on Twitter at BatFlipCrazy or at BatFlipCrazy.com. Enjoy. First on today's podcast, we are going to dive into Cubs pitcher Kyle Hendricks. Hendricks has been struggling during the first half this year. Most of the time, fantasy owners can count on him for solid ratios. He's got a 3.13 career ERA, 1.12 career whip. But this year in 97 innings, he's got a 4.27 ERA and a 1.25 whip. Uh, Both numbers would be career highs by decent margins uh, for Hendricks. And his strikeouts is only, he's only got 72 strikeouts in those 97 innings, which is good for a 6.68 K per nine, which would be his lowest mark since his rookie year in 2014. Taking a look at his batted ball profile, um, the major difference between this year and past years is that his, he's giving up more contact in the air. He had a 50.1% ground ball rate last year, which is about in line with his career average. It's down to 46.6% this year, and that translates to a 3% increase in fly balls and about a, um, about a half percent increase in, in line drive, so minimal uh, change there. What we see happening, though, the biggest issue for Hendricks this year has been the home run ball. Um, His home run per fly ball rate is at 17%, which would be a career high after having a career high last year of 14.8%. So you're seeing both an increase in the volume of fly balls and in the percentage of those fly balls that are going for home runs. From a skills perspective, there isn't a huge difference in most of the skills for Hendricks this year. He has an 8.5% swinging strike rate this year compared to 8.3% last year, though his K percent, his uh, strikeouts per plate appearance is down about 4%. He's throwing a first pitch strike to the same amount of batters and actually has a uh, higher zone percentage than he has in previous years. The one area where there is a difference between this year and last is in his O swing percentage, so the number of pitches that outside the zone that batters are chasing. That's down close to 2%, down at 30.1%, which is around league average, compared to 31.7% last year. As we delve a little deeper into Hendricks's batted ball profile, one thing in looking at the X stats that jumps out is that his dribbler percentage, or the percentage of balls in play that are bad ground balls, has actually decreased this year by a little over 4%. And a lot of that has gone into the hard drive category. So whereas he's been he's he's displayed really good 
hard drive percent rates in the past, uh, 7.7% last year with 11.2% league average. This year, he's actually giving up more than league average hard drives, uh, which is kind of the best batted ball, those high line drives, low fly balls that oftentimes go for home runs or extra base hits. So that's a, that's a real issue um, that we're seeing with the elevated uh, balls in play that Hendricks is giving up. And you know, obviously we saw that in the home run per, per fly ball rate that we discussed earlier. Now there was a great article as we get into kind of diagnosing what the issue is with Hendricks from Sahadev Sharma of The Athletic, where he interviewed Hendricks to talk with him a little bit about what he, he was at, what what he felt were some of the issues why he was struggling, and what he identified as some mechanical issues that he's been working through, uh, particularly in commanding his sinker down in the zone. And Hendricks identified this as particularly important because it helps set up his changeup. Um, it gives uh, hitters have a more difficult time when he's uh, commanding his sinker to identify that changeup. And so when they're not able to identify the changeup straight out of his hand, then they are getting poor contact or swinging and missing at the pit, at the pitch. You know, essentially chasing it, chasing pitches that they shouldn't really be swinging at. So Hendricks, it seems like, has identified the issue, um, and now it just seems like it's a matter of implementing it. When we look at the skills, this comes through. Uh, his O swing percentage on his changeup is down 7% from last year, and it's down 2.5% on his sinker. The sinker is really the story here with Hendricks. It's always been a plus pitch for him. Last year, he had uh, opposing batters had a 65 uh, WRC plus against the pitch. So they were well below league average uh, batting against the pitch. Whereas this year they're at 127 WRC plus. So they're 27% better than league average versus a sinker. Now that's obviously a huge difference and um, something that Hendricks is going to need to rectify if he's going to uh, rebound from, from these struggles. Now, the good thing is, you know, from that article, and I definitely recommend reading it if you uh, subscribe to The Athletic. They have great content, obviously. Can't recommend uh, subscribing to them enough. Um, if you, you know, he's identified the issue, so hopefully he's going to be able to rectify it here. Now, one good thing about Hendricks that um, is throughout his career, he's had big first and second half splits. So his career second half ERA is 2.61, which is nearly a full run lower than his first half ERA, which is 3.58. So Hendricks really does have a history of identifying what those first half issues are and making adjustments. And so hopefully he's able to do that moving forward. The key will be, you know, location of that sinker and watching his O-swing. If his O-swing percentage starts to creep up, it means he's getting folks to chase pitches outside the zone, which results in the poor contact that he's known for, um, or swings and misses, which is what we're also looking for and hoping that that strikeout percentage increases. So that's a little bit about um, Kyle Hendricks, where he's at this year, uh, some of the issues that he is facing, both in terms of a um, more damage on fly balls and home runs, and um, some of the work that he needs to do on his sinker to to get better in the second half.
On today's podcast, I'm going to try something a little new. Normally, I delve pretty deeply into each player that that I cover here, but because I've been getting so many requests on uh, Twitter for analysis and I'm not able to cover all of them, I thought I'd do a quick hit on some of the guys who have generated either you know, more uh, interest on Twitter or guys who just have something very clearly wrong um, or positive happening for them. In this case, we're going to cover three guys who have really been struggling. The first one I'm going to look at is Zach Godley. Um, I got a question on Twitter about whether it's okay to drop uh, Godley, and I, I definitely say yes. He's a guy that I haven't been in on. I wasn't in on this year. I really liked him last year, but I noticed heading into this year that his skills had really started to decline in the second half last year and that he had begun to struggle, and it, the result was some pretty good contact uh, that was taking place against him. And that's continued this year. So the O swing percentage is really the thing to look for with Godley. It, it has dropped uh, dramatically. So last year it was at 33.1%. This year it's at 28.3%. Now, the O swing percentage for Godley is really important because it helps him both in terms of increasing his strikeout rate, but then also limiting his walks. He really has a hard time locating his best pitches in the zone, his curveball in particular. And so if he's not able to get folks to chase that pitch, then it forces him to come into the zone where he's much more hittable. Now, people are doing uh, a much better job of laying off of his curveball this year. Uh, The O-swing percentage on his curveball is down 13% this year. So people really aren't chasing the pitch outside the zone as much as they were and the result is you've really seen his walks skyrocket and his swinging strike rate go down now he's had a little bit of an uptick in his swinging strike rate recently he's played he's he's faced some pretty bad teams in the last five or six games and so uh, I would say a lot of that may have to do with competition level but even still Godley hasn't looked great in any of those outings And so I think it's safe to drop him as a real liability for both your whip, your ERA, and somebody who's not returning the strikeouts that he had previously. The next guy we're going to look into is George Springer. He's mired in a terrible slump. He's two for his last 44. But the good news is is that most of it is BABIP-driven. None of the metrics, when you look at the... um, at some of the batted ball profile and some of the skills, none of them really leap out as out of the ordinary. There's always going to be some variance in those skills, and all of them kind of align with the way they fluctuate uh, on a on a game by game, you know, period by period basis throughout his career. Now, the exception to that is his BABIP. Get this: over the last over, during that that slump. He's got a .044 BABIP. Now, that is well below any 11-game period in Springer's career, and he's not hitting that well. His expected average during that time is 172, um, but it isn't the .057, that's right, .057 that he's batting during that stretch. So bad news, Springer is not hitting the ball great right now, but it's not like he hasn't done that in other periods in his career. He just hasn't gotten as lucky 
um, as he has in the past during those periods of times when he's struggled. Expect him to rebound, and hopefully he'll be able to rebound uh, with a hot streak that is also uh, exceptional in his career. Finally, we're going to get at Kyle Gibson. Uh, Gibson's a guy I liked a lot heading into this year because of the low price, and I also liked a lot early on this year. One thing I noticed is that his swinging strike rate and his K percentage have dipped a lot recently. And when you look at that, it's not hard to see that the reason this is happening is that he's started throwing his four-seam fastball a lot more, and he started throwing two of his great swinging strike rate pitches um, and much better offerings than the fastball, his changeup and his curveball much less than he had in previous years or uh, uh, earlier this season excuse me so in his last five games his swinging strike rate is at 9.3 percent versus 11.2 percent for this uh, full season 10.6 percent is about major league average and then his k percentage over the last five games is at 16.7 percent versus 22.6 percent for the full season now during that time as i mentioned the fastball which has a 157 wrc plus so Opposing hitters are 57% better than league average against his four-seam fastball. He's increased it by about 4.5% over uh, over his last five games. It's up to 30.5% of his pitches. Now, his ch- uh, at the same time, his changeup, which has a 57 WRC+, plus, which is great, um, has dipped about 4% from 10.2% for the season down to 6.5% over the last five games. And then his curveball, which has a 63 WRC+, again, a plus pitch, um, has dipped from 8.7% uh, throughout the season to 5.1% over his last five games. So the question is, why is uh, why is Gibson making this adjustment? I, I don't know why, but... Hopefully, he'll be able to right the ship by changing up that pitch mix a little bit. To give you a sense of how well opposing hitters are, are, are hitting his four-seam, over the course of his career, hitters have a 334 BABIP against the pitch. So hopefully, Gibson will um, start throwing that curve and that change a little bit more, fade that fastball a little bit, um, to uh, rectify his season, get a few more swinging strikes, increase that K percentage, and get back on track. So those are three three people that um, got requests for over Twitter. All three are struggling. Godly, definite drop at this point. I think 12-team leagues for sure. Even in 15-team leagues, depending on what's available on the wire, I really think that you're not going to, that Godly's a huge liability really in pretty much any um, uh, against pretty much any opposition. Um, and then Kyle Gibson struggling recently. Hopefully um, he'll make some changes to that pitch mix, start throwing his best pitches more, and we'll see some improvement. For the last portion of today's podcast, I'm going to delve a little bit deeper into some of the plate discipline metrics that I like to share a lot when looking at hitters and pitchers. I give a brief definition of what each of the metrics are that I share, a little bit about why I share them, and then a sense of what league average is so that as we uh, 
um, look at different players and I share different O-swing percentages or Z-contact percentages, whatever it may be, that you have a sense of what league average is versus whatever I'm talking about for a particular player. So the first thing for hitters, the first metric is O-swing percentage, which is the percent of pitches outside the zone that a batter swings at. And it's really the best skill that we have to look at for plate discipline. And it correlates uh, with a higher walk rate. So the higher the o, the lower the O-swing percentage, the higher uh, likelihood that uh, the walk rate is going to be higher. And it's fairly intuitive. If you think about it, if you swing less at pitches outside the zone, then you should get more balls and you should walk more. Um, you can also look at... Um, so within, so O-swing percentage is percent of pitches swung at outside the zone. There's also just general swing percentage, which is the combination of O-swing percentage and um, Z-swing percentage, which is Z-swing is the percentage of pitches inside the zone that a batter swings at. So with each of these metrics, you know, O-swing tells you a little bit about plate discipline, and Z-swing tells you about how aggressive um, somebody is being inside the zone. So, um, you know, one thing that's nice to see is if somebody's uh, O-swing percentage is decreasing and their Z-swing percentage is increasing, it means that they are laying off of pitches that are outside the zone and theoretically swinging at better pitches inside the zone. So it shows that they're being aggressive and you know, that there's been some sort of change in approach. You know, a good example of where um, a Z-swing percentage increase can be helpful is Matt Carpenter. Um, he's been a lot more aggressive in the zone during his current hot streak. And before the hot streak, you know, he was swinging at very few pitches. Now, he's always had a great O-swing percentage. It's always been very low. He's always walked a lot. But he got more aggressive in the zone, and, and it's helped him out recently. To give you a sense of what Major League average is, the average O-swing percentage, so percent of pitch swings by batters on pitches outside the zone, is about 30%, 30.5% to be exact. The Major League average for Z-swing percentage, so swinging on pitches inside the zone, is 67.2%. So about two-thirds of pitches inside the zone get swung out. And then overall, the overall swing rate uh, in Major League Baseball is 46.3%. So that gives you a little bit of a sense of, um, you know, O swing percentage is the one that you'll see me use the most just because it's a good look at plate discipline. Z swing percentage, you can see how aggressive players are being on pitches inside the zone. You know, player by player, um, it really depends, you know, whether that's going to be a good thing or not a good thing. Mookie Betts is an example of a player who has a low Z swing percentage who's doing, uh, you know, great for himself this year, obviously. So hopefully that gives you a little bit of a sense of um, some of the swing percentage plate discipline uh, metrics and, and how to use them. Next up is contact percentage, which is the percent of pitches a batter makes contact with when they swing. Uh, o contact percentage is the is uh, contact on pitches outside the zone. Obviously, 
contact on pitches outside the zone generally results in poor outcomes. You know, your poor ground balls, pop-ups, uh, things of that nature, unless, of course, you're you know, fighting off pitches outside the zone to keep an at-bat alive. But generally, O contact percentage is not something that I'm looking at in, in fantasy uh, baseball. Z contact percentage, though, is the percentage of um, swings that a uh, or the percentage of swings that a batter makes contact on um, well on pitches inside the zone. And there's some research that shows that this is a decent indicator of success. Obviously, if you're making contact on pitches inside of the zone, the contact should be of a higher quality. Um, contact percentage in general. Um, you know, takes the uh, O contact percentage and Z contact percentage. So essentially of all your swings, what percentage are you making contact on? And contact percentage has the highest correlation um, of any of the plate discipline metrics to strikeouts. Um, as I'll get to in a second, swinging strike rate is the denominator is pitches, whereas contact uh, percentage, it's swings. And so... Um, uh, it's looking at the percentage of pitches that every batter swings at that they're making contact with, whereas swinging strike percentage can be influenced heavily by how often uh, a pitcher, uh, a hitter swings at pitches. For major league averages, contact percentage is about 77%, so overall contact rate. In-zone contact rate is 85.5%. Major league average, and then O contact rate, major league average is 62.7%. So that's a little bit about contact rate. Um, very useful and helpful in fantasy baseball when looking at plate discipline and looking at strikeout rates uh, in particular for batters. For swinging strike rate, swinging strike rate is the percentage of overall pitches a batter sees that he swings and misses at. It correlates as well with strikeout rates, not as highly as contact rate, but a still pretty decent indicator of um, strikeout rate. Since its denominator is pitches instead of swings, players with low swing percentages will have lower swinging strike rates, even if they have the same contact rate while hitters who swing a lot will have higher swinging strike rates. The major league average swinging strike rate is 10.6%. Uh, and so um, a good example of the dynamic and how swinging strike percentage can be a little bit misleading for hitters, especially when you get to extremes of swing percentages, would be Javi, Javi Baez. He has the highest swing percentage in baseball at 60.7%. So he's swinging at 60.7% of the pitches that he sees. And he also has the highest swinging strike percentage uh, of any batter at 18.8%. But his K rate is only 24%, which is about uh, league average. And he, he, but he does have slightly below average uh, contact rates, right? He doesn't have the worst contact rates in the league. You know, he's below average. On the um, so he's a guy who has a really high swinging strike percentage, but it's not really indicative of what his K rate is going to be because he swings at so many pitches. On the opposite end of the spectrum is a guy like Brett Gardner of the Yankees. He only swings at 34.4 percent of the pitches that he sees, which is the lowest mark in Major League Baseball. As a result, his swinging strike rate is only 3.9 percent, 
and his contact rate is solid. It's at 88.8%, slightly above average. But he doesn't have the lowest K percentage by any stretch of the imagination at about 17%. And that's because he's only swinging at 53% of the, uh, of the strikes that he sees, which is the lowest rate in the league. So essentially, you know, he's not swinging at a lot of pitches. So because the denominator in swinging strike rate is pitches, he's always going to have a lower swinging strike rate than guys who are swinging at a lot of pitches. Um, because that variable um, is is really this is really the swing rate that's impacting how high or low that swinging strike rate is. I, I hope that makes sense. So that's why I like to look at contact rate when I when I take a look at a batter's profile and I'm trying to figure out okay does this strikeout rate seem like it matches what I'm seeing in the plate discipline skills? Um, I'll I'll look at contact rate instead of swinging strike rate. Now that's something that I actually just started doing re, uh, this season after doing a little research in the off season. And so I definitely um, recommend uh, looking at those, um, uh, those pieces. Now for pitchers, all of the plate discipline metrics mean the same thing, but they can be used for different purposes in terms of fantasy baseball analysis. So for pitchers, O-swing percentage is, as I mentioned, the same as for hitters. It's the percentage of pitches outside the zone that a pitcher gets the hitter to swing at. Um, and it's good for a couple reasons. Number one, uh, if the batter makes contact with a pitch outside the zone, it's more likely to be bad contact. And number two, um, it helps limit walks. Um, since batters are swinging at a lot of pitches um, that might otherwise be balls, you don't have to have as high of a zone percentage um, if you're getting folks to um, chase outside the zone. A great example of this is Masahiro Tanaka with the Yankees, who frequently uh, is at or close to the league lead in O-swing percentage. He has a very low walk rate, rate despite having um, a lower than league average zone percentage, and that's because he's able to get batters to chase pitches outside the zone. Swinging strike rate, obviously the same as it is for hitters. It's the percent of pitches that a hitter swings and misses at. Now, swinging strike rate correlates uh, more strongly with strikeout rates for pitchers um, because the pitcher throwing the ball doesn't control whether the batter swings or not. Um, but if you have good stuff, um, you know, hitters who swing are going to be less likely to make contact. So, you know, um, regardless of who you're facing, if a guy is swinging and missing at a pitch, you know, theoretically that is a, um, it's a pitch that's harder to hit. So guys who get batters to swing and miss at a higher percentage of pitches um, are, um, you know, likely to be guys who have the higher strikeout rates. Contact rates are the same as for hitters, obviously, as well. Um, I don't really use them for pitchers because swinging strike rate correlates more highly with strikeouts for pitchers. Um, the one exception to that is really Z contact, so contact inside the zone. When a pitcher has a low Z contact percentage, remember 85.5% uh, is league average, it shows that they can get swings and misses on pitches um, inside the zone. Um, and they don't necessarily have to rely on batters chasing pitches. So that's another one that you can take a look at to see 
you know, how, how good a pitcher's stuff is. Generally, the leaders in swinging strike rate will also be among the lead, leaders in um, Z contact percentage as well. Um, o contact percentage, not something I generally look at. Again, you're likely to generate poor contact um, on those pitches. So if hitters are making contact with those pitches, it's not a terrible thing for um, a pitcher. Two uh, new um, metrics that I only look at for pitchers are first pick strike percentage, um, which is uh, what it is, you know, the percentage of uh, first pitches to batters that are strikes, um, and it correlates with lower walk rates. So the higher your first pitch strike percentage, um, you're more likely to have a lower walk percentage. Um, that's because pitchers get ahead of the count. You know, they're more likely to control the at-bat. They get uh, hitters to swing at pitches outside the zone. And also, they're obviously starting with an 0-1 count. Uh, Major League average is 60.4% for first pitch strike percentage. Um, that's kind of my go-to when I think about uh, control um, and whether um, a pitcher has, has decent control. The other is zone percentage, which is the overall percent of pitches that are inside the strike zone. And this is helpful in getting a sense along with first pitch strike percentage of a pitcher's control. Um, though you also have to look at some indicators, right? As I mentioned before, O swing percentage. You don't have to throw the ball in the zone as much if you can get people to swing at um, pitches outside the zone. Um, the major league average for zone percentage is 43.1%. Uh, um, you can also look at, um, you know, like zone percentage, for instance, and these other metrics for pitchers. Uh, something that I find really helpful is to use the Fangraphs split, uh, pitcher uh, pitch split tool, which essentially allows you to see these plate discipline metrics um, for each of the pitches that a pitcher throws. And so this gives, helps give you a sense of how pitchers are using different pitches. You know, um, how frequently do they throw a pitch in the zone, right? So, um, you know, we talked about uh, Kyle Hendricks. And the fact that he's getting fewer batters to chase his changeup outside the zone, which is resulting in, um, you know, a lower O swing percentage on that pitch. Um, it's resulting in a lower K percentage for him because he's not able um, to, um, you know, get, to get batters to chase as much as he has in the past. Um, it also gives you a sense you can look for those pitches that are really, you know, the strikeout pitch, the go-to pitch when pitcher's got two strikes on a guy, what's the pitch with the really high swinging strike rate that, that the pitcher can go to? You know, there's some guys, like, a good example would be Jamison Tyone. You know, he, prior to this year when he started throwing a slider midseason, he really didn't have a pitch that had an above-average swinging strike rate, and so that makes it difficult for a pitcher to really, um, to have a high, you know, K percentage, and to finish off batters. And so that's something that you can also look for is what is that go-to pitch, that elite offering or that high swinging strike rate pitch, high O swing percentage pitch that uh, a pitcher can lean on. Now, a lot of times I've used these metrics, you know, to take a look at um, a hitter or a pitcher's approach. Um, and you, we, you can also look at them, especially early in the season when sample sizes are small, to see whether the strikeout rate and the walk rate make sense, right? If a guy's got a really low O swing percentage or a similar O swing percentage to what he's had in previous years, but his walk percentage um, isn't as high, 
you know, that's something where you may see some positive regression with a higher walk rate for the rest of the year. Or similarly, if a guy's got a really high uh, K percentage, but his contact rate isn't too bad, you know, then that may be something where you see the K percentage drop, which is going to help the batting average because he's putting more balls in play. So, um, you know, this is a little bit of, you know, how I might use these play discipline metrics to get a sense of, you know, what is a guy's uh, approach, um, both hitter and pitcher. Um, you know, Masahiro Tanaka, if a guy's got a low zone percentage, do they have the high O swing percentage to compensate? to make sure that they don't have to throw those pitches in the zone. Um, you know, where does a hitter's contact percentage compare to league average? Where does their K percentage compare to league average based on that? Um, you know, and so really you can use these in a lot of different ways, but the most important ones for me is really getting a sense of a player's approach at the plate, you know, um, which is which is key you know, when you start to integrate in that batted ball profile and some of those batted ball quality metrics. And then, um, you know, so hopefully this has been, it's a lot of information. Hopefully it's been useful, um, you know, in getting a sense of what these plate discipline metrics are and how you might use them um, to uh, analyze uh, players for fantasy baseball purposes. All right, well, that wraps it up for episode five of the Batflip Crazy podcast. We took a look at Kyle Hendricks, few strugglers, George Springer, Zach Godley, Kyle Gibson, and then I delved into some of the plate discipline metrics, what they mean, how I use them for fantasy baseball purposes. It's pretty late here on the West Coast on what is now... Thursday morning was Wednesday night when I started, so hopefully I was coherent throughout most of the podcast. As usual, you know, this is a new podcast, so we'd love to hear feedback on what was helpful, what wasn't helpful, what you'd like to see moving forward. You can reach me, Toby, at on Twitter at BatFlipCrazy, or you can read our stuff at BatFlipCrazy.com. Thank you again for listening. Hope you enjoyed and have a good day.